Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get ready for the best hour of your grid day. You heard it here first. The best hour of your day on SportsGrid starts now. With your host, Kevin Walsh. One of the easy ones, Donnie, where you look at it and the complaint starts to be, how about not that that for more? You know what I mean? Like, and Donnie Wrightside. And I would like to see all the weight and anger and might of the NCAA slash Big Ten smash that program into smithereens for the next three years. On the SportsGrid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Right here. Welcome into the best hour of your day. It's Wednesday afternoon. It's time for Moneyline. Donnie Wrightside today on a solo mission as usual on Wednesdays. A lot of hot topics to get through. And this is the platform we love to use, Sirius XM Channel 159. Now, as I said, hot topics across the board, absolutely here. None hotter than in the Mile High City with the Denver Broncos. If you didn't hear the news, you weren't around Twitter, X, social media, or a TV, and you're just tuning in now, Russell Wilson has been benched for the final two games of the 2023 season. And you say, oh, man, what happened there? Was it the fight behind the scenes? Not playing good football? What could it possibly be? Because the Denver Broncos, last time I checked, were still in line for a possible playoff spot. A minimal, but still in the race, not eliminated. You figured your franchise guy that you signed to a massive, close to $250 million extension would probably ride you through and see what's going to happen, or maybe just for greener pastures in the next couple years in Denver, see if they can get it worked out. Russ wasn't playing bad football by any stretch here, but Russ's contract was so horrendous that the Denver Broncos are actually making a football-slash-financial decision at the same time. They're sitting him down for Jared Stidham for the final two ball games. Why? Because Russell Wilson has already a $35 million guarantee for the 2024 season. No matter what happens, he's getting that money. However, if Russell Wilson over these final two games did get injured and couldn't clear a physical for March, that would become vested with a $37 million guarantee for 2025. Now, you might be asking yourself, how could they sign that deal? Well, maybe so, but I don't think anybody was looking at it so much like, yeah, that's a ton of money. But Russell Wilson, not the final piece to the puzzle in Denver, but would give you at least five strong years at quarterback or above average quarterback play. And I preface this by saying, Russell Wilson hasn't been bad in Denver this year. That team stinks, yes. Has Russ been the quarterback that we saw in Seattle for so many years where I preach that he's worth his weight in gold? No, but he's been adequate. Nobody's faulting Russell Wilson here for signing that monster extension. But here's where it gets tricky. You would rather, because this ends Russell Wilson's tenure in Denver. It's over. It's a wrap. So now you're going about maybe trying to move him in the offseason. But as I say that, what are you going to get back from an offer from another team draft pick-wise? It's not going to be high. Why? Because that contract is ridiculous. And you're not getting Patrick Mahomes back for that contract. So let's dig in a little bit deeper here on what the Denver Broncos are doing with Russell Wilson. Sit him down final two games. You're going to probably be releasing him. But if you do, it's $85 million in dead cap money that you would break up for 2024 and 2025. 
So in effect, $40 million per year in dead cap money. I put it out on Twitter today. It's cheaper to keep her. You ever hear that saying? I don't really like my wife all that much. We get along a little bit, but if I divorce her, I lose half of what I have. If I keep her around, I don't lose half of what I have. See where I'm going with that? You're telling me right now the Denver Broncos over the next two years will be better off getting rid of Russell Wilson. And who are you bringing in? Because you got $40 million per year in dead cap space. That means you have an all-pro quarterback worth of cap space with nobody occupying it at all. Not even a backup tackle. Wouldn't it be just as easy for the Denver Broncos just to try to bite the bullet for one more year or two more years? Get yourself something that works on offense. Maybe it's a new running back. Maybe it's a completely new wide receiving core. Maybe it's getting some offensive linemen. Maybe it's getting a kick-ass defense on the opposite side. But here's the bigger issue. It's not actually Russell Wilson. It's the head coach. They say, well, hold on here. Why would it be the head coach? Like Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Sean Payton's a Super Bowl winner. Sean Payton chose to go to the Denver Broncos. Part and parcel because Russell Wilson was the quarterback. Do you guys actually think Russell Wilson's like, you know what? Denver's a perfect spot. Russ has an unbelievably terrible contract for the team. I'm going to go there and run him out of town, and we're going to restart things. Absolutely not. Sean Payton probably thought he could go make Russell Wilson back in that quarterback that we saw in Seattle. And I preface this by saying, he hasn't been bad. Has he been perfect? Nope. That's why he's going to the bench. Because had he been perfect, nobody would care about that contract, and the Denver Broncos probably would have already overtaken the Kansas City Chiefs this season as the best team in the AFC West. But this is an ultimate lose-lose for everybody involved. Because let's be honest, I understand the Denver Broncos have Walmart money. The group that bought the Denver Broncos are the Waltons. They own Walmart. Money is no issue. But this isn't Major League Baseball, people. This isn't we have a luxury tax and you can pay whatever you want to anybody you want with that luxury tax. So theoretically, you could say, all right, let's cut Russell Wilson. Uh, I'll stroke that check for, what, $37 million next year. But we have, you know, an additional year. Yep, stroke the check for that as well. Back to square one. Yeah, it goes against the cap, but I'll go out and pay for the best quarterback on the market, and money is of no issue. That's not the way it works in the NFL. Now, I do joke there's not really a salary cap in the NFL. And to be honest, that's typically the case. Because an owner with deep pockets can front-load contracts and get guys to come to town with a hefty signing bonus, or cash-poor teams like the Vegas Raiders can't necessarily do that. But if you are the Denver Broncos, it doesn't make any sense to me what's actually going on. You might as well, again, bite the bullet for two years. You sign this contract. You're going to have to pay the money. Maybe Russ does get even better than he was this year. Maybe he's surrounded with a little bit more talent. So you're telling me right now it would be best for the Denver Broncos to part ways with Russell Wilson, eat $80-plus million in dead cap space, and go with Jared Stidham as if that's going to make a difference next year in your conference slash division. You already have Patrick Mahomes in that division. You have Justin Herbert in that division. The Chargers are going to retool. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to retool at wide receiver. You're going to go with Jared Stidham next year or just some random, you know, what, what Sam Howe gets cut from Washington? That's who Sean Payton has an eye on here? What a disaster. We're talking about disastrous contracts, right? Around the NFL that we've seen signed at the quarterback position, looking at you, Deshaun Watson, and now we're realizing that Russell Wilson was the worst decision you could have made here? Come on, Sean Payton. It's a wrap on the Denver Broncos. See you guys in 2027. We'll be right back. It's Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Right back at it here as we roll along on Moneyline. I'm going to ask my producer, JP, to help me out here for a second. I should have loaded this myself. JP, Jair Alexander, I'm going to start talking about him right now. There is a clip online, which was from, I think, December 24th, I want to say. It was like a post-game press conference. Real easy, though, on X or Twitter. Just look up Jair Alexander, and he's going to be in front of the press. It's about maybe a two-minute clip. If you can pull that for me, well, I would love to hear that live with the people on the air. There's no curse words or anything like that. But I want to start talking about this. So see if you can find that, that actual clip, because it's fantastic. And now let's get into it. Jair Alexander. Most people don't even know who Jair Alexander is. If you're a football fan, you probably do. But the casual fan, maybe not so much. He's the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. He plays for the Green Bay Packers. Now, this story came down today, which I wasn't ready for, and saw it come across my screen as, oh, this is ominous. One of the first tweets that came across was, he has been suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. And you probably would have thought it would be one of those things that you talk about where it's like, oh, we're going to handle this behind closed doors and it's none of your business. He's been disciplined and we'll move on as a team, right? Well, apparently that wasn't the end of it here. Because Jair Alexander... While playing for the Green Bay Packers, as they were taking on the Carolina Panthers, was not a team captain. But he decided to make himself a team captain. JP, play that clip here, and I'm going to talk about it more. See what we got on this. supposed to be a captain, because the team announces the three-game captains, and you were the fourth, and you called the toss. What happened there? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know. It's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know. So, so you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know. So they, they knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half? Yeah, no, I told them that, uh, I said, uh, I want I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They're like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Did he, did he say that to you? Yeah, he Tremendous. Like, Cut that off now, JP. If anybody's paying attention, it's mind-numbing what's actually going on in that video here. So just to surmise, and I'll put my two cents on this. Once again, Jair Alexander, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, not a team captain, but the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. They asked him, what were you doing out there for the coin toss? You weren't a captain. His response? Well, yeah, man, I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte. What? What does that have to do with anything here? And number two, the reporter asking the question nails this one. Because he actually asked him, says, you know you went out there, called the coin toss, and then said you want to go on defense first. Which means that the other team gets the football to start the game, then the choice to get the football once again to start the second half. The appropriate response is what the coaches would tell you while you're in your captain's meeting is, we want to defer until the second half. Because that means the other team is going to take the football. They're not going to kick off and then have you take the ball in the second half. 
But if you say you want to be on defense first, that means you're kicking off first, and the other team gets to choose in the second half what they want to do, which would mean taking the football. It's unbelievable. Like, and it, the response, it, it looked like I don't want to say he was on anything during that interview, but it's completely odd behavior from a guy that has also missed multiple weeks with a back injury. And also, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you line up right now and say to yourself, well, we think we have one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. Hey, Green Bay, you're playing for your playoff lives. Yep, yeah, we are. Hey, Green Bay, the other team has Justin Jefferson on that team. Yep, they do. Wouldn't it be nice to have your superstar quarterback, cornerback, excuse me, available there? Oh, my goodness. But conduct detrimental to the team, absolutely. The guy sounds like he's on his own planet. Who knows where he's mentally on football games, if that's the way he's acting. Yeah, the players backed me up. What were they going to do? Tackle you at the 50-yard line while the coin toss is out here? That is impressive stuff, man. And also, sometimes you can get away with fun. Let's just say, I don't even actually want to use, that's the wrong word. Like saying, okay, more of a a better teammate or something like that. Let's just say it was a guy in good graces currently with the coaching staff. You know, watch this, man. I think I'm good luck. I'm going out there for the coin toss. I'm going to call it here. What do you guys think? Look, ride with us, man. It's no big deal. Coach ain't going to worry about that. But the fact that your coaching staff saw that and was probably so embarrassed by that happening that you had to get suspended, That means there's so much going on, much more than what we know behind the scenes with Jair Alexander. And also the interesting part here for him is the fact that he got a monster signing bonus. But when you are suspended for conduct detrimental to the team, the team actually has a right to go after that signing bonus if they want to. This sounds like this marriage is going to end very poorly here for the Green Bay Packers and Jair Alexander, which might have been so poorly... They don't mind missing the playoffs just to make a point to suspend their all-pro quarterback. That's unbelievable. But, I, it, again, it caught me so off guard that I saw the report come down like, ooh, that's interesting. Was it domestic violence? Uh, did he go 160 miles an hour speeding away from cops? Like, what could this issue be? Did he have a fist fight with a... Uh, Person in management, like what could have caused this here? But the fact that he was like, yeah, coach didn't understand that I was from Charlotte. So therefore, I'm going to walk out and be a captain. And all my teammates loved it. And then I almost cost us in a must-win situation a chance to have the opening kickoff and or the second half kickoff. And then tells the reporter back, what's the big deal? They knew what I was talking about. Would have loved, loved if that referee that was calling that game held him to that. No, no, no. We heard this correctly. You want to kick off. And he just said, all right, that's it. You're going to be a gentleman. Face this way. You face this way. Kick off this side. Receiving team this side. And see what Matt LaFleur would have done in that situation. Man, he would have absolutely imploded over that. And rightfully so. I mean, my goodness. You can't have that in your locker room. Even Because some people might be listening in and say, what's the actual big deal and what's the harm? Well, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. On a, What player can I use this for? Uh, let's just say there was four defensive captains for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mahomes runs out there with the boys like, hey, man, coach ain't going to worry about this. I think I, like, I got such a good feeling on calling tails here. There's no way we can lose this tails. Andy Reid, like, hey, man, you're not a captain. What are you doing out there? Coach, I just I had an intuition. I had to get out there and call tails. We won the toss. You know, no big deal. Won't do it again. Just I felt like I had to do it this time. There's got to be something so wrong with the Green Bay Packers at this point where they had to suspend a player for going out for the coin toss when he wasn't supposed to. And then promptly almost cost them the football in either side of the half. That is absolutely impressive here. Each and every day in the NFL, it doesn't matter. The news cycle in the NFL never stops year-round, which include in your biggest games where you need your best players. Your coaching staff in front office is out here basically saying, you know what? 
This guy's so far off his rocker, I don't even know if he can help us this weekend. Hopefully he learns this lesson. And who knows what that's going to do to the player. Like, if you're already off your rocker and having issues in the locker room, the fact that your team suspended you from a football game in a must-win, I'm going to say there's more coming there in Green Bay. Absolutely. This Jair Alexander story sounds like it's just starting to get heated up. Fantastic stuff all the way around. And my goodness, guys. We'll talk a little Detroit Pistons with them never winning again. But also, we'll get back to the NFL and college football postseason live right now. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back at it on Moneyline. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Solo mission. Donnie Wright side here on the grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. Watching some bowl action right now. How about this, people? The Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. So I assume GoBowling.com is not actually about the bowl games for football. It's actual bowling. Fantastic stuff. Military Bowl, GoBowling.com, hand-in-hand here. Tulane versus Virginia Tech. Tulane currently up 7 to nothing over Virginia Tech, and I believe Tulane's getting 7 points or more in this game. I think it might have been 10. What was that number here before the game started? Shows you how much I absolutely love college football bowl season. Oh, 12 and a half at game time. Tulane now leads 7 to nothing on a fumble return by the defense on a quarterback fumble. So interesting doings there at that point. But bowl season is certainly underway, I guess. For me, bowl season doesn't get underway anymore until New Year's Day. And that's Alabama, Michigan, Texas, and Washington. Everything else is absolute horrendous fodder of bad football and teams that do not want to play in these games. Everybody opts out, coaches leave. And I started this yesterday. You get a um, petition together. What's the, uh, what's the site there for the uh, petitions? Change There you go, change.org. Change.org to make the bowls before the season starts. Hear me out on this. Nobody's opting out of a bowl game in August, right? Why don't we just have bowl season in August? We'll just take like the top 25 teams, top 24 teams in the country and put them all in bowl games to start the season. How great would that be? We would love it. It's like in NASCAR. Don't they have like their biggest race is the first one of the season at Daytona? Let's do that in college football. We'll play the national championship at the end of the season where everybody will care. But let's play the bowl season before the season even starts. Then we'll just match teams up based on, like, you know, likeness and conferences. You see how they do it, like the ACC Big Ten Challenge or ACC SEC Challenge, whatever it is now in college basketball. Why can't we do that in college football? They don't do that at the end of the year. They do it at basically the beginning of the year. I think that could work. Bowl season in August. No more week zero where it's Cupcake City across the board. Let's get the bowl games going. Like you're telling me before the season started, hear me out on this. Forget about today's games, right? Actually, you know what? Excuse me. Let's look at today's games. Virginia Tech Tulane. Balling out. Not everybody on Tulane, including their players and coaches, don't play. They would love that game. North Carolina, West Virginia, in a bowl game before the season where everybody played. Louisville, USC, Caleb Williams in a bowl game versus Louisville in August? 
Mike Gundy taking on Texas A&M in the preseason bowl season? Fantastic. Rutgers in Miami from Yankee Stadium in August? Fantastic. Miami actually would care about that game. See what I mean? That's the key word here, care. Get to the 29th. Clemson, Kentucky in August? Bowl game? Notre Dame, Oregon State? Come on. Ohio State drifting down there, looking to take on an SEC team in Missouri in a bowl? Awesome. Ole Miss, Penn State in August in a bowl game? Yes. Georgia, Florida State in August. Absolutely. See the missed opportunities? Do you guys think I'm playing around talking about these things? You you tell me right now listening to this radio that you wouldn't like that? Bowl season right now doesn't even get my attention. College football playoffs, New Year's Day, fantastic. Can't wait for it. Unbelievable. This is what we wait for in football. But you give me banger game after banger game. How many bowl games are there? 40? Listen to me, people. August 25th and August 26th. I don't even know what those dates are. We're just going to make two days. We play 41 bowl games in those two games, two days. Are you kidding me? College football would be the ball. Oh, my goodness. But yet we have all of these wasted games that not a single person cares about. Fan bases, nope. You know who cares about it? The moms, dads, and uncles and aunts. They care about these. I'm going to watch little Jimmy play for Boston College. Oh, we're going to take the family down over the holidays to watch Boston College play SMU. Nobody else cares. Not a single person cares. Nobody. Tulane, Virginia Tech. Does Virginia Tech students even know they're playing today? How about Tulane? Do they know? They probably thought their football team left town for good with how many people transferred along with coaches leaving the program. You put bowl season before the college football season, now we got winners. All right. Had to get that out of the way because I am watching again. Look, sometimes I want to get off the conversation, but I can't do it to myself. What are we doing in bowl season playing in Maryland? What are we doing in bowl season playing in Detroit? What are we doing in bowl season playing in Yankee Stadium? If you're the Miami Hurricanes, right? They're terrible at bowls. Why? Because unless they're playing in a big game, it's like, hey, guys, congratulations. We're going to a place that's way worse than where we actually live at this time of year. Sounds good, coach. Who are we playing? You're going to play Rutgers, the armpit of America in college football. And you're going to play them in New York City in a baseball stadium in the middle of the winter. Thanks, guys, for signing us up for that. Same thing with the Super Bowl, man. The Super Bowl should be in a rotation, and it shouldn't stop from here. It should be L.A. one year, Las Vegas the next year, Arizona the next year, Louisiana, which means New Orleans the following year, Tampa Bay, and Miami. That's it. That's it. Nobody else. No Jacksonville. Sorry, Atlanta. You're a college football town at that point. A little bit too far north for me. Sorry, Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the Eagles won the Super Bowl and the fans tell me repeatedly you couldn't even go outside. It was so cold. Sorry. New York City, which obviously is the Meadowlands. Sorry, you'll never be involved in that again. Heck, Detroit even had a Super Bowl. You got to be kidding me, Detroit. Why would you penalize fan bases that finally with your football team making a Super Bowl, you get penalized for a horrendous city to go to in the freezing cold dead of winter? Sorry. That's the rotation there. And you, San Diego, would be in that rotation if they actually had a stadium that could fit, but they don't. Like Santa Clara gets a Super Bowl. Santa Clara? Get out of here. What is is Levi Stadium doing anywhere near having a Super Bowl? Northern California. What's the game going to be, 48 degrees? Warm weather bowls. Warm weather championship games. That's what we want. All right, let's get through the air here. Had to get that out here. Bowl games, Super Bowls, you know my stance on it. Gets me fired up every single time. Quarterback changes in the NFL for this weekend. We talked about it at the top starting the show. Russell Wilson bench for the Broncos. 
Good luck on that. We'll see if Denver can make the playoffs at this point. Stidham. Yeah, that's the guy we always wanted to start here. I need a jump start to my offense. Who do I go to? Jared Stidham. Next up, the Giants. Going to start Tyrod Taylor over Tommy DeVito because they say he's earned it. I can't even argue with this. The Giants are done for the season. What they should actually be doing is tanking the rest of the way out. But I understand that coaches are never going to tank. And if you leave it up to the coaches, they're going to try to win every game. Tommy DeVito stinks at quarterback. He stinks. And the funny part I got in that, because you guys know me, I'm an Eagles fan. Half of my wager, or half of my thought process where, I don't think the Giants are going to score more than seven points. And quite frankly, I thought they were on their way to scoring no more than seven points at the half. Now, granted, the Eagles fumbled the opening kickoff and gave them an easy touchdown. But Tyrod Taylor coming into the ball game really made me laugh. Because, like, oh, look at this. They have a guy that's been around the block. Now, Tyrod Taylor isn't a great quarterback either. But he's way better. Way better than Tommy DeVito. So I understand what the Giants are doing. Because you can never tell a coach that he's looking to tank for the future. It's up to the general manager to actually do that. But the fact they are going back to Tyron Taylor football sense-wise absolutely makes sense. Tommy DeVito is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. But Tommy DeVito should be able to hang around the NFL for a couple years. As guys like Matt Barkley are still hanging around who stink out loud as well. Mobile young quarterback. Looks like he's gotten his you know, feet wet in the NFL. Shown that he can run a game plan and have some success and win games. That should buy you a couple years as a backup quarterback in the NFL. Not a starting quarterback by any stretch. But I look at that change for the Giants and say, you know what, Donnie? That does make a lot of sense. Here's an interesting one, too. The Commanders are an absolute train wreck, guys. You know that. Terrible football organization from the top down. Started under Daniel Snyder, who ran one of the most proud franchises with the largest season ticket holder waiting list in the NFL and pile-drived it into the ground, whereas they are a national embarrassment. Get sold there. The Commander fans absolutely rejoice. They have the worst nickname in the NFL, the worst uniforms, and probably play now in the worst stadium. It's hard to get out from under that. But Coach Ron Rivera is a terrible head football coach. He is horrendous. So they try to think outside the box here and go get Eric Bieniemy, which I liked. But the fact of the matter was a lose-lose cause for Bieniemy here. They gave him Sam Howe and said, hey, look, we want to see if this guy can make it. Like, Ron Rivera had no idea who Sam Howe was the year before and now walks into it this year. They have some offensive success, but really the bottom has completely fallen out here on the commanders. They're going to sit Sam Howe for Jacoby Brissett, who is not their future guy. They are already out of the playoffs. So I asked this question to Washington. What are you doing? Jacoby Brissett will not play a down for you next year. Sam Howe, I guess it's at the point where it doesn't look like he's going to be our starter. But why don't you just play out the string with Eric Bieniemy? Does Ron Rivera still think? You know what? I take that back. Ron Rivera probably does still think that the Commanders are heading down the backstretch of the season with a chance to make the playoffs. Hell, he might even think they're already in the playoffs the way he thinks based on his numbers last year. I don't know what's going on in the NFL, but certainly with the Commanders, that team is a disaster, and they're showing you exactly why they are. It's Moneyline on a Wednesday afternoon. Let's take a look at this week's NFL action coming up this weekend. Let's do it! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk some NFL action here. Boy, oh boy, do we got that action, man. You want to talk about NFL parity. Now, we haven't been on the radio here for Monday and Tuesday due to the holiday break. So, you know, just getting back in here, I feel like I'm a little bit behind, right? Because we're usually scoping this out on Mondays and Tuesdays. Now, granted, if you're watching on Sunday and Monday, Pro Football Today, we were live on the air. I was live on the air. Tuesday morning, live on the air as well. But getting together here for this hour in the afternoon, we weren't. So we got to start bringing some of this heat this weekend and what we think is going to take place in all of these big-time quarterback changes across the landscape. Thursday night, we're not going to have very many big quarterback changes. It's the New York Jets who are dead in the water, taking on the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco. Did you guys know that it looks like for these next two games, obviously here, right? Cleveland has 10 wins. They're going to win their final two games. Now, the reason I say they're going to win their final two games, there's a little bit of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A little bit of, all right, let's just say they're going to play week 17 and 18, right? They're favored to win. The Cleveland Browns are going to finish with 12 wins. And I thought I saw today that moving into the leader in the clubhouse, at least FanDuel, coach of the year was Kevin Stefanski. And it's one of those guys that you sort of take a back shot on, right? And you're like, okay, I don't, he's a decent coach and they're having a decent season. But sometimes you just have to look at the stat line. They're going to finish with 12 wins. He's their fourth string quarterback, Joe Flacco, brought in off the street. Lost Nick Chubb for the season. This team wasn't supposed to go anywhere in one of the toughest divisions in football. They're going to make the playoffs and have 12 wins. That is absolutely incredible. They'll probably sound like, man, the heck do the Baltimore Ravens have to be so damn good? Because the Ravens right now look like they're set to win probably 14 games this season. They're ultra impressive. I love this for Cleveland because it makes them an interesting team heading into a division around play, wild card play in that first weekend. Nobody's going to want to sign up like, hey, thank goodness we got Cleveland. Could be the hottest team in football heading into that. That's pretty good. And by the way, just getting a quick update here. It looks like the quarterback fumbled yet again from Virginia Tech heading into the end zone. So multiple, so basically 14 points he's given up because he fumbled one, which the Tulane, which the Tulane squad took back into the end zone to make it seven to nothing. And it looks like he fumbled before he got into the end zone here. And so that would be 14 points, right? Gave seven the other way, didn't score seven the other way. It's still under review. But if you're asking me from the replays, you don't have a true down the line look for drones. So he gets the benefit of the doubt there. But if you're just using your mind and saying, here's what I think happened, he fumbled that football before he got in the end zone. Okay, after video review, let's see what we got. Oh, they're going to call it a touchdown, which is a horrendous call. Horrendous call. So Tulane, actually, the quarterback really fumbled three times in this game. Starting off in that first draft, he fumbled, but they didn't review it. Two two or three plays later, he did fumble, and they returned it for a touchdown. Now, he did fumble before he got in the end zone, but the refs are dead asleep. Excuse me, the uh, video replay, dead asleep in the military bowl. Already whiffed on a couple opportunities. We're not even out of the first quarter yet. It's insane. But let's get back to the NFL here. Anything else changes in Tulane, Virginia Tech, I'll certainly keep you updated here. Cleveland's going to beat the New York Jets. Let's move forward. Let's get that game out of the way. Low total here. Cleveland wins. They're at home. I don't think the Jets stand too much of a chance with Trevor Simeon, a quarterback. Let's get to the good stuff. It's Saturday night. Standalone football game down in Jerry World. It's Detroit. It's Dallas. Goff versus Prescott. Stack Prescott sitting on the outside looking in for the MVP race. Can he get back into it if he wins this game? I don't think he does, but I think the Dallas Cowboys win this game. I do. 53 and a half is a total. This line opened. Earlier in the week, at four and a half as a favorite for Dallas, and was bet up to six. Most people, casual gamblers, people that like the Cowboys, people that like the Lions, right? You look at that game, and you're probably saying to yourself, boy, that feels a little bit uh, shaky at six. I'm going to go ahead and jump on Detroit. Not just looking at Detroit, the type of team they are, and going on the road, but still playing in a dome. I feel you on that. Detroit's a quality football team, but also, Detroit just won a division championship. Something they haven't done 
since, I don't know, the Last Supper, let's say. It's been eons since they've done that. Just a little bit of a come down from that, and rightfully so. The Dallas Cowboys have lost two straight ball games. Got beat by the Buffalo Bills. Got beat by the Miami Dolphins. Two good football teams, both of them road games. The one thing we do know about the Dallas Cowboys, get them home in their dome, they go up and down the field. Pro Football Focus ranks the defensive secondary for coverage skills for the Lions 27th out of 32. That means Dak Prescott should be able to do whatever he wants. I'm not saying Detroit's not going to score or be competitive. There's going to be a fun football game to watch. But make no mistake about it for me, Dallas is the better football team. Dallas is going to win that game. Why? Because Dallas is at home. Dallas will take care of business against Detroit, get that win, and by margin, and cover. The prop bets are going to be interesting in that game. I'm going to want to fire up Dak Prescott for two touchdowns, Jared Goff for two touchdowns in the air. I know Tony Pollard hasn't been a great running back here. He feels like he's getting in. Jamar Gibbs and David Montgomery feels like they get in every single time, right? It just does. Let's keep it moving down the list here. New England and Buffalo, not really catching my eye here. Buffalo's going to win that football game and set up an absolutely fantastic, fantastic game against the Miami Dolphins. So I just wanted to take that Buffalo game out because why? The Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. How about this, guys? That's a 1 o'clock start on Sunday. That is by far the game of the day. I'm so interested to know the thought process behind the NFL of why that's a 1 o'clock game. Not a 425 or not even a New Year's Eve game. Now hear me out on this too. This is what I like. You have insiders in the NFL that were saying that game was going to be flexed. And people within the state government and also mayor's office in Baltimore advised against that because they don't want to have that game be on New Year's Eve in downtown Baltimore. Now, Baltimore and also Maryland swore that wasn't the case. Let's be real. If you're the NFL, you put your best games in the best slots. That Miami-Baltimore game at 1 o'clock that's going to decide the number one overall seed in the AFC is a 1 o'clock game in Week 17? Stop it. There had to be some input there, to be honest. There had to have been input from the state level in Maryland that that's why that game isn't flexed. Because that's not a 1 o'clock game by any stretch. So you're telling me, 425 Denver with now Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham was a better game. You're telling me Cincinnati and Kansas City was a better game. You're telling me Pittsburgh and Seattle at 4 o'clock was a better game. And you're telling me the night game, Green Bay and Minnesota, is a better game than Miami and Baltimore? Nobody's buying that here. But Baltimore, here's what's going to hurt me. Beginning of the season, I bet Odell Beckham to go over 580 receiving yards on the season. He's 48 short of that total right now. Why? Because he's going into a shell the past two games. I think he has two games where it's a total of like 27 yards receiving. So I'm going to myself, that's still fine. Look, he, he basically needs like 25 yards a game over his final two games in order to get that. He should have that. But then I say to myself, so hold on now. Hold on. If Baltimore wins this weekend, they wrap up the AFC's number one seed, which means they're not playing starters, including Odell Beckham, in that final game. He's been banged up for most of the year. He's going to get a couple weeks off, and rightfully so. So I think I need 48 yards this weekend out of Odell Beckham against the Miami Dolphins. Can he get it? Sure, he can. He's had multiple games where he's had at least 50 yards. But there's no longer a two-game buffer there. But that's the bigger pick. Like, we are looking. And also, from a Miami Dolphins perspective this weekend, I know both of these teams want to win. I know the Dolphins want to roll in the boat to Baltimore, win that football game, and then take care of the Buffalo Bills and ride off as the AFC's number one seed. That'd be a lot of fun, and that's a good football team. But you got Jalen Waddle on one leg this weekend, who could probably use a week off. You got Raheem Mostert who hasn't been, didn't practice today. You saw him in that game get injured with his ankle, came back in the game. But we know how ankles swell up day after game and so forth and so forth. Am I saying to myself that this game actually means more than Baltimore, even though technically it doesn't? 
The Dolphins would love to win this game, but I just feel like Baltimore riding that high of getting no respect against the San Francisco 49ers, punching them in the mouth at Levi, and then coming home this weekend and wrapping up the AFC's number one seed, that crowd is going to be on fire. Lamar Jackson also, with a victory in this game, will wrap up the MVP race in the NFL. Looks like there's still a three at DraftKings. Baltimore is going to win that football game, but it is going to be a fun game to watch. Baltimore forced five interceptions against San Francisco. That's outrageous, but yeah, that did happen. Other games with playoff interest, a team to keep an eye on down the stretch. We started with six as a number between the Vegas Raiders, excuse me, with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And the New York Giants. It was actually six and a half. It's down to four and a half because Tyrod Taylor is going to get the start. But you see the Rams rounding in the four. Like, they need this game. That's a must-win game for the Rams. When the Giants, who have no talent, stink at quarterback, stink on the offensive line, stink at wideout, have a good running back, have a decent defensive coach that masks a lot, but that defense isn't very good either. The Eagles almost put a 500 yards, and they're complaining about them still struggling on offense. They did whatever they wanted to the Giants. The Rams coming in with Cooper Cup, Paco Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Matthew Stafford. Good luck, G-Men. I know the Rams are going to be 3,000 miles from home as a dome team playing outdoors on the East Coast. I get it. I do. You get a weather forecast in this game, which I don't have one up right now, where as long as we're not dealing with 33 degrees this weekend and, you know, screaming rainstorms coming down and snow, Rams should pummel the Giants. I mean, beat the heck out of the Giants. Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals, that line over double digits at every outlet you're looking at. Eagles should win going away in that game. Here's one that's painful. New Orleans and Tampa. New Orleans is just a bad football team. But, boy, are they trying to rope you in. By the way, this line yesterday between New Orleans and Tampa Bay was two and a half as a favorite towards Tampa Bay. It's up to three today. Doesn't that line look short, though? Does that not look like a line that's begging you to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They're playing really good football. They're at home. They win. They clinch that division. And that line's only three. I can't stand the way New Orleans has been playing the past couple weeks. But maybe they do get help because keep an eye out, too. We talk about Jair Alexander coming back off injury and then promptly getting suspended because he's a, a knucklehead. You're looking at some of those moves here for the New Orleans Saints that can help them out, like getting Michael Thomas back, but getting one of your top cornerbacks back as well. Things might be looking a little bit up here for New Orleans, but I think it might be too little too late at this point. Because you would have to beat Tampa Bay, and then Tampa Bay would have to lose next week, I'd leave to the Carolina Panthers, when you know they don't care about anything here. It's pretty incredible. Now about the resurrection this weekend. Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers rising from their grave to try to get a playoff spot that we thought was already dead and buried. That's what Mike Tomlin does. He doesn't like to go under 500. He doesn't do that. So if they finish this season 9-8, and eight, he could be looking at a playoff spot. And vice versa, knocking Seattle out. That's an elimination game up in Seattle this weekend. Pittsburgh and Seattle. One more segment to go for a Wednesday afternoon of Moneyline. It's Donnie Wrightside. Be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, final segment of the day right here on Moneyline before we hand it over to Coast to Coast and the rest of your Sports Grid Day. Getting people back in the, get out of the funk, I should say, right? Some people going back to work today. Some people still off. Some people relaxing. We do thank you for tuning in to Series 6M Channel 159. But if we are looking around the league, we talk about the Miami Dolphins, that monster game coming up this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. Today, it's reported from a beat writer, Cameron Wolf, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, and Devon Achan are among the Dolphins who didn't practice on Wednesday. Banged up group of offensive weapons along with season-long offensive line injuries for Miami ahead of the showdown against the Ravens on Sunday. Now granted, we'll see some of these guys come back to practice, but they are all banged up. And hear me out on this again as I say this. I understand the Miami Dolphins again want to win this football game. Even if they go up there with just Tua Tagovailoa on their offense, they're going to try to win. But you don't want to lose the war just to try to win a single battle. And what I'm saying is, you put some of those guys in harm's way where there's a chance they won't be able to finish this game, you lose to Baltimore, then you have the Buffalo Bills as the end-all, be-all winner of the division, and you might not even get a home game if you lose that. That's what I'm weighing in here this weekend when you take a look at that Buffalo Bills, excuse me, the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. So many things. I just took a look at the Week 18 slate. And as you guys know, everything is listed, obviously, at 1 o'clock. They're going to split those up evenly. Just about every single game is going to have playoff implications. Outside of congratulations, if you're watching Jets and Patriots from New England and Foxborough, nothing doing in that ballgame here. But just about every other game really feels like there is going to have some sort of playoff implications, which is a lot of fun to watch. Now, today, on the early line, NBA action, I gave out my best bet of the day. It was the Milwaukee Bucks. They were favored by four and a half points this this morning when Giannis Antetokounmpo was questionable. And I said, I didn't care if he played or not. They were going to beat the Brooklyn Nets. That line now, seven and a half. Why? You guessed it. Probably means Antetokounmpo is going to play tonight. And I don't mean Thanasis. That's Giannis here. So I do think the Milwaukee Bucks do roll, but I got a much better price at four and a half this morning. We'll be back tomorrow to get your football NFL week started right here on Moneyline. Enjoy the rest of your day. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.